0: Good Thursday, everyone. Well, we have been talking about the Holy Spirit, the nature and work of God in regeneration. We have seen that God is the Father in creation, He's the Son in redemption, and He is the Holy Spirit in regeneration. The working of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is to be relevant in our lives. God has created us. Through Jesus Christ, He has redeemed us. But now, through the Holy Spirit, he wants to indwell us and change us from the inside out. This is the essence of being a Christian. This is the power dynamic of being a Christian. It is not just believing in a creator God. Now that is truth. We were created. God has created us and he has a plan and purpose for our life. And it's true that we have sinned and our sin has separated us from God and we needed a savior. And thankfully, God manifest himself in the flesh, He came down, took sin upon himself, died on the cross, that our sins could be forgiven. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth and the life. no man comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is the way of salvation, and many times Christians in their thinking stop there, they believe in God, they believe that Jesus died on the cross that he took the penalty for their sins, and now they're forgiven. But many Christians have never exercised faith to receive the Holy Spirit into their life that will empower them and cause them to change and be what God wants them to be. You see, God never intended for us just to believe information, that we just believe the facts that God created us, and that we just believe in our minds that Jesus died on the cross and that he died for a purpose to forgive us and we give mental assent to that. And even deeper, that we would believe in our heart that that happened, that we trust the Lord for our salvation. All of that is necessary, but it doesn't end there. When Jesus was ascending into heaven, the angel spoke to the people watching him ascend and said, go and wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father, and you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. They went to Jerusalem. They waited in the upper room for ten days, and the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost. They were all filled with the Spirit of God. They were filled with what Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you again. Jesus came to them through the power of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit is in us, the Father is in us. Jesus is in us. The work of the Holy Spirit is to bring the reality of God inward in our hearts, in our spirit, and transform us. We saw yesterday that Jesus said, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit. This power inwardly that would be gushing out is the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. This was an ongoing process that Jesus had to finish his work first before they would receive this power within them That Jesus describes as like a river in you that's coming forth that will change you and motivate you. This is the power of the Spirit. We cannot miss the power of the Holy Spirit. Folks, if we do not receive this in filling, then we're just left to be people who believe doctrines. We believe that God created us. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We believe that he died on the cross and that he forgave us of our sins. And we can believe that and we can receive that, but we would still be falling short of the power dynamic that we are meant to receive. It's not just receiving information and believing it. The gospel is not just information to believe. But there is an impartation to receive. God wants to give us His Spirit. This is the end product. This is what it's all about. If we believe in the Lord and confess our sins, He forgives us, but then He fills us with the Holy Spirit. This is what it's all about. That is why in Acts chapter 8, when Philip goes down to Samaria and he preaches the gospel to them, He tells them about Jesus. It said they believed and they were baptized. But it said the Holy Spirit had fallen on none of them. And then it says that John and Peter came down and laid hands on them that they would receive the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit is received by faith in the same way that we receive the forgiveness of sins. We believe it. We trust in it. And in the same way, we receive this endowment of power, the Holy Spirit, into our life by faith. We're not meant to just believe in Jesus and then in our own efforts try to live out his teachings. It would be impossible. I mean, the Christian life is not just hard, it's impossible. You cannot follow the teachings of Jesus in our own strength. We need his life in us that transforms us and motivates us and causes us to walk in his path. If not, we're going to be frustrated. We're going to try to be like Christ and fail. You see, we can't be like him. We need his spirit in us that his life lives out through us. Now, this is not just semantics. This is not just words. This is reality. That's why they were to wait. They were to go and wait in Jerusalem for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon them. And when they did, they were transformed. They were changed. They were dynamic people. There was something in them that had changed them and transformed them and empowered them. And they became mighty witnesses of Christ. This is the work of the Holy Spirit within us. This is the culmination of what God wants to do in our lives. Now, let's look at this from another angle. Saying the same thing, but looking at it in a little different way. In Romans, it tells us that we are grafted in to an olive tree. And I believe this olive tree is representative of God and that we have been grafted in. Now this whole aspect of grafting is very, very interesting because what it is, you take a branch from one tree, it's cut off from its original life source, and it's grafted into another tree, and the life source of this new tree flows up through the branches and causes fruit. Now this is exactly what happened. We have been grafted in to Christ. Now, this process of grafting is interesting because you have to take a sharp knife and you cut into the limb. You cut right down into the center essence of the limb and it's pulled apart. And then the tender shoot from the other tree is put in the wound and then the wound is shut back up and wrapped with a cloth. It's wrapped up because the wound causes the tree to weep sap and this weeping produces enough sap so that it flows into the fresh shoot and gives it life now this is an amazing picture of our salvation you see Jesus was wounded they took a sword and thrust it up into his side and out of it flowed blood and water and it was as if Jesus was torn apart he laid his life bare and he was wounded But he was wounded for a reason. The Bible says he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes were healed. Jesus was broken on the cross. Pulled apart. And then we are grafted into that wound. We come through the salvation that Jesus has provided. And our life, as Colossians 3 says, is hid in Christ. And then we are enveloped by him. But now notice what happens. The life that was in the tree, the sap of the tree, now flows into the fresh shoot that was grafted in. And this is what happens to us. The life, the sap, the power of the Holy Spirit now flows into us once our life is hidden with Christ. We need the life source. We're not to bear fruit from our old life source. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to flow into us. Listen how Jesus put it when he was teaching on earth in John chapter 15. He said, I'm the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. This is so true and i'm afraid that so many christians are trying to do things for christ without having the power of his spirit flowing into them without exercising their faith without believing and trusting that the holy spirit in them is going to empower them this is not our old life source we have to be cut off from the old life source we have to leave our natural life And we have to be grafted into Christ. And in order to do so, we need to be tender. It can't be a hard branch, an old branch that's grafted in. It has to be a tender branch. We ourselves have to be wounded. We ourselves have to be broken. We have to open up our hearts so that we can be grafted in. A hard heart of pride, a heart of indifference, can never receive this impartation of life. It has to be a broken and a contrite heart. The Bible says a broken and a contrite heart, God will not despise. That is the necessary condition for us to receive his life. And so we come humbly and we say, Lord, we can't do it on our own. We need your empowering. And then the power of the spirit begins to flow through us. Well, again, I see our time is up, but this is a powerful truth. And we'll continue to talk about these things tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Gleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org